Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true, and especially with our guest today, and we'll introduce him to you here in just a moment. Uh, we encourage you to tune in every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at richarddugan.com. We are also podcasting these broadcasts. Uh, at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and Blueberry, and many, many others. Folks are reposting, reposting these interviews all over the place. And as of our conversation today, we are, um, we've been podcasting on SoundCloud since January 1 of 2018. And we just went way over the two, uh, let me correct myself, the 20,000 listen mark 20,000 in two and a half years and be honest with you I don't know what that means I like the number because that means people are listening but uh, I, I you know it could be 20,000 could be 200,000 I would still be very happy with the numbers or even if it was just 2000. There are people out there that are listening all over the world. And it is amazing when I look at the analytics, it's incredible. We are also going to be linked to our guests website that we'll be giving you shortly. We hope that you will uh, continue your, continue your transformational process by going to their website. Well, as I say, give that to you shortly. And then, of course, if you'd like to support us financially, we would be grateful for that. We have PayPal and Patreon accounts for your security as well as ours. And we uh, thank those who have helped and those who will help. And with that, a reminder that this is 2020, the year of perfect vision, where we want you to go within. We want you to spend some time getting to know the most important person in your life, you. You are the most important person in your life. Our guest is probably going to be able to add some validity and support and encouragement to that. And he's a returning guest, and we're so glad that he's coming back to us here on uh, Tell Me Your Story. And that is uh, Kenneth Lord, and I thank you so much for joining us on the program again. Hey, thanks so much, Richard. I, pre I really appreciate you uh, uh, inviting me back on, and uh, I'm just excited to be here and share the knowledge and to be part of your vision, your mission, your purpose. And um, I just love the intention behind it. So I'm excited to, uh, to be part of that. Thank you. Well, we are just as excited as well because the information you and many of our other guests have is here to help, to support, to encourage, to mm -hmm. guide if possible, if necessary. Uh, maybe people will get in touch with you directly. Uh, to find out more about what it means to be uh, a leadership speaker, executive development, uh, CEO, coach, author. You're also the author of the forthcoming book, which is called Leadership by design it's a foundational a foundation for being a good example um you know it's interesting when i hear that phrase a good example immediately the face of guess who charles barkley comes up in my mind <laughs> and the words i am not a role model and bad bad impression but he basically did not want to be a role model. And the understanding I have is if you're in the public eye, you don't have any choice. You are for better yeah. or worse, for richer or poorer, 
until they don't like you anymore. <laughs> uh, isn't that kind of true in our day-to-day -day lives? Even with the people around us, yeah. we are role models. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's so true. And, and I think the one, of, one of the most significant things to consider is that we are example setters for every single individual in our lives, whether we realize it or not. Because the reality of it is that and, and, and parents are foundational uh, influencers and role models in our lives because they're the ones who birthed us and brought us up during those, those um, educational times in our early, early years. And so my thought is that when we do realize that every single word that comes out of our mouth, every, every expression that we have, every thought that we have, every, every decision that we make, impacts and influences other people's lives whether it be positive or negative when we realize that we realize that we hold within our own um, uh, existence our own life the ability to uh, help people or hurt someone and I know that's a very you know just a simple way of saying and doing it but that's really the reality of it yeah and it's interesting how some people are modeling behavior and they're almost unconscious of it mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's it's yeah. like they go out into the world i have to say that that drivers are probably the best examples drivers of the vehicles on the highways and the byways of this great land of ours mm -hmm. they are almost oblivious to the way in which they're operating that big machine with a big motor that's traveling 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 or more miles an hour. And, and then there are other like myself who try to stay conscious, try to stay aware of what I'm doing. And even when I see these people who are not really conscious of what they're doing, I, I have to uh, uh, dig deep down inside myself and say, okay, you know, they don't know what they're doing to honk your horn or to shake your fist or use other uh, finger gestures. That is not a good example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause it's not going to change their behavior. It yeah. might piss them off. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah. you could get into a situation you did not want to get into. Sure. And that's sometimes hard to do. And we get into the, uh, we're going to do the reaction mode mm -hmm. instead of the action mode. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the main focus that we want to get into today. You've got it on the board behind you there. And I, I, I have to tell you, folks, we are recording this on Zoom. We have video and most of you won't be able to see it, but I think Kenneth will be able to put it into your mind's eye. How about that? That's <laughs> true. Sure. So the main topic is be a good example for yourself so that you can be a better example to others. And realize, realizing that it begins with each one of us, right? And when it begins with each one of us, it's, it's relating to what was just spoken about, which is every thought that comes to your mind, every word that's spoken, it's either constructive or destructive. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. We need to ask ourselves during those experiences on the highway, 
are what we think are what is what we're thinking about and you know our actions either constructive or destructive because what we most of the time we're not realizing is that it affects us first because it's coming out of us mm -hmm. so 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 what we're wanting to do is we want to realize that the the more that we're our intention goes back to the beginning uh, of what's our intention right and so when we're looking at when we want something really strongly, there is a strong intention around that. It, and, and oftentimes nothing can get in the way if we're really focused and we're really intent. And I would, I would encourage and challenge all of you to have that strong of an intention to, uh, to be a good example for yourself. Because that strong intention is going to catch you you're going to be able to course correct self correct in those moments when you're about to you know react versus respond and when you do that it, it's an every moment conversation and and you're constantly being conscious of how you're speaking what you're doing what you're saying to someone because the i think the one major thing that i'd like to share with everyone is your decision today, right now, every single decision sets up your next decision in life. And how I'll share this with you, because there's multiple ways to do things and to say things and to understand things. Uh, so for example, let's just say that you're sitting at home. This is a good analogy here. Let's say you're sitting at home and you, say to, and you wake up in the morning and this morning you decide to go out to the grocery store and get yourself something, you know, to uh, some eggs and so forth to bring them back home. Now, just by driving to the grocery store and you being in the grocery store is one experience altogether, which you can meet someone, you could get in an accident, whatever. Another experience, another decision that you could make that morning is sitting at home, making some coffee and having breakfast at home. That in itself is another decision and experience for yourself. Another, a third experience is where, let's just say that you get up in the morning and you take your child to school. On the way to taking them to school, and you drop that, your child off, for instance, what occurs is that you begin to drive away and you hear the screaming and it's somebody taking your child away and running off with them. There's every single decision that you choose in every single part of your day sets up your next decision because, and also what's so fascinating about this is even in this conversation, Richard, I could be talking about something or saying something or vice versa. And based upon our experiences and circumstances and thoughts that come to us, the, the conversation, the direction of the conversation will move in that space or another space. And that's gonna take it down another wormhole or another conversation that, that we now are talking about. And that's what's so fascinating about this, right? And <laughs> when we realize, then when we realize that every decision that we make in life sets up our next decision, which sets up our next destiny, like we could go to, we can, that same morning decision, we can wake up, we can go to Starbucks, and while we're sitting in line, we can meet our soulmates. And then bam, in one moment, we met our soulmates. Or we can do the same thing. We're, we go to Starbucks as an example. We're sitting in line and the investor that we've been wanting and looking for uh, or the music 
a producer we've been wanting to meet is right there next to us and we start chatting and all of a sudden they say, hey, come by, I need you to meet this person over here and the whole life has just changed, literally based upon your decision to go to Starbucks versus staying at home and cooking breakfast. That one single decision could have literally changed your entire trajectory in your life just by going there. That's okay. the significance that's the significance of every decision in our lives. Now, because we promote giving people choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true, mm -hmm. that would be the difference between a choice and a decision. You can't make a decision unless you have those different choices. So <clears throat> now we're talking about making a decision based upon two choices. I'm going to stay home and have breakfast or I'm going to go out to the grocery store and get breakfast or the restaurant and get breakfast. Yes. Or I'm going to go over to somebody's house and I'm going to have breakfast or I'm going to pack the breakfast and I'm going to go to a park or the beach here in Santa Barbara. We can do that and mm -hmm. have breakfast. So now mm -hmm. I've listed four new choices or, or two yes. new choices to the two you've laid out. Mm -hmm. So now has my has the has the decision making process become more complicated ergo maybe i'll choose the one of the two i'll just stay home and have breakfast cuz the other three are just there's there's too much involved especially nowadays there's just mm -hmm. too much involved so i'm going to choose yeah. number 1 stay home and have breakfast mm -hmm. and that's just a simple example but um isn't that part of the 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 decision making process that you kind of need to maybe put together a list of choices? That's very interesting and that's a great point. Everything you just said is incredibly on, on track with the, the line of conversation, right? So, so in order to have, there's, there's a few different thoughts around um, being able to have the choices, et cetera, and determining which decision is the most appropriate for you because choices in our lives could mean that we grew up wealthy, we grew up not so wealthy, what have you. We have more choices based, you know, dynamically based upon uh, how we grew up and so forth. But that, setting that aside, here's when it, where it comes to us understanding ourselves better, know self. Because when, like for myself, for example, I'm, anything that I'm doing, whether it is that I'm waking up in the morning and I'm, I'm determining if I'm gonna to go to the grocery store, if I'm gonna leave the house or not, there's an in, internal conversation that happens. I'm not, my intention is to be fully aligned with who I am in the world, like who I truly am, that's my intention. And it's so strong that, I, that every moment uh, gives me that opportunity to be conscious of of being who I am and being and, and having that direction clearly internally. Therefore, one might think, okay, I'm gonna stay here and eat breakfast as an example. However, my internal might determine, I feel like I wanna go get something to eat somewhere. Like that's for me, I'm listening from within. And to me, that's hence living more of in alignment with who you are. And therefore, it's, it's, it's not necessarily moving from the choice side of things as it is 
the opportunity to realize who we are and being willing to be in that moment of of the you know what options are there basically right so and words are so limited obviously because we have what so many letters in our, in our alphabet and so forth um and the distinctions etc um but i'm just sharing from the standpoint of understanding who you are so when you're when you the idea around this is be a, the, a good example for yourself so that you can become a bet you know a better example to others the whole premise of being a good example for yourself is to know thyself is to become who you are listen from within be conscious be more aware and realize that every whoever you are whichever decision you make whichever words that you're communicating with yourself how you're treating yourself is in direct proportion to how you're treating others is how you're communicating with others the decisions you're making for and with others everything mm -hmm. begins from within and the more that we're more aware and conscious of that example that we're being for ourselves the more the more that we're going to be able to uh, be a better example to others simply be because there's a direct correlation from uh, for the fact that we're communicating with ourselves in a certain way, we're we're making more conscious decisions, we're more we're our decision is to be more aligned with who we are, etc. And therefore, when I'm considering other people, right, as ourselves, and when we're considering others and putting ourselves in their shoes, it's it's with that compassion, it's with that caring, it's with with that with that uh, authenticity and and being conscious of you know, how they would respond or react to, you know, my thoughts or how I'm going to do this or that. And it's, although it may be com complex in, in the ideal way, of, I mean, in the perceptual way, reality of it is, is that we are complex beings. We synthesize super fast. So those little, you know, those nuances are essentially all part of the synthesis that goes on internally and around us all the time. It's just us be becoming more aware of those things and when, the more that we become more aware of who we are, the more simultaneous understanding exists within us so that it's more getting, I get it, it's simultaneous. Simultaneous understanding, simultaneous reality. These are the, these are the quantums that uh, the more that we're uh, conscious and aware of these things every moment of our lives, not just every minute, the more we're willing to uh, be present to every moment with every circumstance with every situation with every conversation with every word that comes out of our mouth with every choice and all those components you know all associated i want to go down this road just a little bit further and then come back <clears throat> to um what i'll call the man in the mirror um if i choose to go out for this breakfast i go to a restaurant i sit down they hand me a menu uh, and they have two different menus. Mm. One of them is two pages and the other one is 16 pages. Mm. That is something that uh, as much as I want people to get educated and to learn uh, not only about the, the immediate choices that that education gives them, but also the choices that that education gives them when they start to process the information within that educational system. So you have the two-page uh, 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 menu that's based strictly on the base information I'm getting in the education. Mm -hmm. The 16-page menu is cont contains choices that 
I have processed through the base information that, were, that, that I never thought of before until I started processing that information. Yeah. Do you find that, in, that sometimes the inability to make a decision is not because we don't have enough choices, but because we're inundated with maybe too many? Mm -hmm. You're so funny, Richard. You're so intelligent. I love your questions because they're so, so deep yet so uh, conversational, right? And um, my thought is um, the more that we're aware of who we are, the noise doesn't matter. So whether we're inundated or not, the way I look, this is the way I look at it and, do, you know, and, and, and have my life set up essentially is I'm aware, I'm more, my intention is to be more conscious of who I am and, and that alignment more than it is all of the things that are going on in my life. Therefore, I can, based upon that uh, being conscious and making conscious decisions, uh, something might come to mind and then I begin to move in that direction following that path. And then I'll determine uh, the value of that based upon how far I'm in it or go within it. And then another thing will come into my path and boom, I'll go into that direction specifically. However, at the same time, I'll, I'll know what, you know, when I'm there, what is, uh, what is it? What is, when is the time in which I'm moving to the next thing? I'm not, that's, do you see, because I may be there just for the paragraph, not the whole book. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead. So, so basically, it doesn't matter whether you've got a two-page or 16-page menu. The, the best way to make a choice or make a decision, I guess I should say, to choose something is to do that internal processing. Absolutely. You know, and that's not to say that you're, you're, you're playing um, mind games. You're trying to read the menu by uh, telekinesis or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's basically, okay, who am I? What is it that I'm really trying, wanting to achieve here? What's my goal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I know, I now know what it is that I want to do, yeah. uh, to eat, to play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting how, as you say, when you make one decision, the first decision, it does tend to determine what the next decision might be exactly and what as i like the term wormholes and what other wormholes are going to open up mm -hmm. um and 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 absolutely. the new paths and the new people that will come along absolutely i think that's the one of the reasons why i have always loved to to go to some of these events that i hear about whether it's um the uh, conscious expo down in Los Angeles every year, because mm -hmm. you don't know who you're going to run into meet and, and exchange the card and, and sure. what will happen down the road. Or, I mean, I'm in the process right now of uh, being the producer of uh, zoom theater. Now it's not trademarked or anything. That's just what we're calling it. Mm -hmm. I have a, a gentleman who writes the plays. They're short little things. I don't think they go more than, well, there was one that went a half an hour, but mm. that was with a group from Los Angeles. And then I take that video, like I might take this video, mm. and I have a video editing piece of software that I'm still learning about because video editing is not my strong suit. 
but I'm having fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And then I also do audio books and I've got two projects that are coming up in the month of August of 2020. And I didn't pursue any of these. Matter of fact, one of them, I have known him for like, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years because Mm -hmm. he was sort of the producer of the radio broadcasts of a local sports team. The other Hmm. gal I'm doing, she, uh, she was actually headlines here in Santa Barbara. Hmm. Uh, You may or may not have heard of her, but she actually flew with uh, her mother to India. Hmm. And um, when they went to, I think, no, when they arrived in India, no, no, it was when they got there because when they were leaving, because they don't check your bags when you enter a country because TSA was supposed to take care of that in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But when she went to leave, they checked her backpack and found a magazine of bullets that she didn't wow. even know were there. So wow. now she's in prison for the next, I can't remember how many months she was in jail with her, with her mother. Wow. But she's now written a book about that experience. Mm-hmm. So I remember her from the story and I'm thinking, my God, and I shared this with her. Are you kidding me? This woman didn't know what was in her backpack? Yeah. How is it possible? Well, it is possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she has turned that thing into a huge positive. She's writing a book. And who knows? There's going to be probably a movie, maybe made for television. Yeah. But these are the people who I have met along the way, made the choice to stay connected, not Mm -hmm. for any profitable reason. Sure. It's just, it's the natural occurrence of people getting to meet people and Absolutely. Hey, it's, Hey, how you doing? Good to yeah. see you. And they're on sure. different sure. programs that I produce here. And yeah. the next thing you know, boom. Yeah. So I only had maybe a couple of, of choices in those regards. I could have befriended them or not. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not that, I'm not the kind of person who not doesn't. And yeah. uh, so that's kind of where uh, I, I'm thinking that this would go. That you uh, and I must have been doing it unconsciously at the time, back several years, but that I trusted my inner voice, my inner guidance. Exactly, and and that is core, key to this process. Absolutely, at one at one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And to add to that, you know, you were mentioning you love to go to these different events and expos and so forth. You know, because there's so many different types of people there, we, it, it really does give you opportunity to meet so many people in, that you would have never met in such a short period of time. And certainly if you've ever been to those events, you would know that oftentimes when you meet someone, it leads to some really amazing experiences, maybe, maybe more than just one, right? Where all of a sudden that event turns into something really positive for you and you, you know, you're meeting your people that you're doing business with and you're, you know, just lots of different amazing uh, individuals that, uh, and so that one single decision, and this is one important thing that just to add to that is the decision for you to actually go to that event. And sometimes we get challenged uh, internally and externally that tries to prevent us from moving in that direction. And, and so by being strongly clear about, you know, who you are and, and those, you know, getting those, those points of view um, and taking those actions, you know, you may have never met so-and-so, you know, your soulmate or your business partner, et cetera, if you had just stayed at home versus going to that, right? 
And there was this internal and possibly external struggle to, um, to not going, for instance, right? And yeah. so each one of these um, moments, and it's a moment by moment thing. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that, that I, I see that is one of the biggest things that will change society uh, in the world uh, coming is, is people realizing how significant what, I'm, what we're talking about here is, which is every decision sets up your next decision, which literally makes your life. It makes your destiny. It actually shapes your destiny. Uh, some people, for example, just to add to that, uh, you could have the opportunity if you were a business owner or a coach and you have a mentor or a coach that you want to work with, for instance, right? And that person is perfect for you. And in that one moment of decision, you could either become super successful with their help, or you can go and stay in the same way in which you've been doing things for the next however many years or months or what have you, versus truly propelling your business, truly propelling you know, your career, propelling your life in, in the way that you ultimately want it to be. And that one single decision is going to um, make, you know, that trajectory in your life very quickly. And that's very interesting that you put it that way because <clears throat> I've had some, uh, some uh, uh, events that uh, I desperately wanted to go to. I was interviewing uh, over the phone uh, a Swami who was at the time the last living uh, teaching, uh, teaching uh, disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. Hmm. And uh, he was about to, I think, maybe release a book. And he was going to be speaking at the uh, Ford Amphitheater down in Los Angeles. And I told my wife, I says, I want to go. I really want to go and see him. And I, they were making arrangements for me to be able to meet him because I'd already interviewed him twice. Mm -hmm. And we had a great rapport. Mm -hmm. And uh, they enjoyed the interview as well. And my wife was ill that day. Mm -hmm. And we didn't go. Mm -hmm. Now, the hardest thing that I was able to achieve was not resenting her. It's not mm -hmm. her fault that she got sick. Sure didn't feel well, mm -hmm. but it wasn't long after that, that I found out he passed away. Wow. And I thought, Oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I so wanted. And so the, the missed opportunities for whatever reason, sometimes they grate on me because I'm thinking who could I have met, uh, to, to, you know, at that, in that event, uh, mm -hmm. that, that I might've had on the program as another stupendous, uh, outstanding guest with great, yeah. great insight and knowledge and wisdom, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. uh, and so forth. And, and I've had a few of those. Thankfully, I have not had many. <laughs> I'm so thankful. Um, but the, uh, obviously, uh, in, in uh, where we are living these days, you know, we can't really go to these events because, well, they're not being held. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't stop us from meeting other people. And okay. I'm still doing that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and just like uh, meeting you for the first time in our first interview. And now here we are, uh, number two. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very exciting. Kenneth Lord is my guest. The website that you would like for people to go to so they can find out more about what we're talking about. And we will continue this. But how, how do they 
connect with you uh, via the internet? You can uh, come to our websites, kennethlord.info, kennethlord.info, and you'll find information about me. That's my personal uh, website. So happy to uh, speak with you. I, I, I'm very excited about all of this because it begins to open up a doors for myself as well as for other people. It, it, as we begin to at least work to understand it, yeah. I, I love the word grok, to grok from a stranger in a strange land, mm-hmm. uh, because to me, it means to assimilate into every cell, every atom and subatomic particle of your being to really get what is really being put forth. And sometimes, as you kind of alluded to, as far as language is concerned, spoken as well as written, that so much is lost in translation. Yeah. That's when it's so important to go within, to, to, to connect with the other person in, in a manner of speaking. And we're not talking about uh, uh, telepathy or anything of this nature. We're talking about uh, who, I'm trying to remember who it was, was quoted as saying, oh my goodness, who was it? Oh, um, uh, um, the cat in the box uh, physicist, Schrodinger. I believe mm. it was Schrodinger who said mm. there, there is only one mind Mm -hmm. and we're all sort of outgrowths of that one mind we're all connected through that one mind Mm -hmm. so it is possible i guess what like through the hundredth monkey theory that that kind of thing that we can connect with one another and this information we may not fully understand it you have been doing this for years Mm -hmm. so you you understand this on on such a deep deep level I, I'm, I'm just learning about it, but I have aspects of my life that I'm able to sort of um, use to translate what you're saying and going, oh, I get it. Aha, that aha moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, you're, you're, what's interesting is that just to kind of uh, just say one or two things here uh, and a just to as a relatable conversation is mm-hmm. I, I personally believe that everybody knows their purpose. I believe that everybody knows their purpose. Now, knowing your purpose and being conscious of it based upon our willingness to get out of our own way, to hear that, receive it, and then implement that in the world are different. And uh, why I say that is uh, in reference to what you were just describing. And when, when, we're, when we're in tune and we're listening from within, the external part of it moves itself forward when we're willing, willing, correct? So we have to be willing to wake up in the morning and brush our teeth as an example, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the first, uh, that's, the, that's the key to it. It's, it is, there's a, a, a nine part, what I call the process of life that I created basically. And within the three, it's segmented into three, excuse me, three and three. And in the middle part of it, it is the willingness to let go and, to, and, to, uh, and then the willpower to hold your place. So essentially, you're being, you have to be willing to let go of the old in order to come into, unfold, and be renewed and, and not... Um, and to un unremember, or I mean that you know to, to to unlearn, I should say, and then hold your place in your core power, using your will. And I'm not referring to the will of per se force, 
you know, forcing something or someone, but the willpower to hold your place by being conscious and having your inner power and your inner knowing uh, be expressed in the world, right? And so someone knows what their purpose is, but that's different. What were you going to say? I was going to say that it, it describes quite well the position my wife and I took in March of 2006 when uh, she came to me and said, I feel we had both lost our jobs. Mine was downsized and uh, or uh, a company came and bought out the station and they let everybody from the old station go. And my wife quit her job due to hostile work environment. And we're watching TV April for uh, March 1st. And she says, I feel like we're on the edge of a precipice. And of course I interpret that as a cliff, same thing. And I said, well, uh, with everything I've learned through all of the experiences and books and interviews and seminars I've been to, here's what it comes down to. If you feel like you're on the edge of a cliff, and this goes to what you just said, you do two things. You jump and you trust. You don't hold on to the handrail until the universe finally makes a safe place for you. You have to trust yep. that it's already been made for you yeah. and that you will land on your feet and it will be okay. And that's what we did. I had no fear having both of us losing our jobs. And I don't know the only other time that that lack of fear ever came to me uh, in a situation that was quite dangerous, life-threatening, yeah. was when we went to Ireland in 2002, uh, and we went out to uh, one of the uh, islands. They called them the Inish, uh, and it was called Inish, uh, was it Inishmore? Yes, Inishmore. Uh, and it was a series of islands to the west of the coast of Ireland, and there was this prehistoric fort made out of granite. I think that was a dark, it was dark rocks. Mm. But there was this giant, squared off, rectangular slab of rock, and it was hanging out over the cliff, maybe three or four feet. And I had my digital camera, and I wanted to get some pictures of the ocean looking over that that stone right so i crawled out and i sat on the edge of that stone my feet were dangling mm -hmm. above the ocean mm -hmm. i don't know how many hundreds of feet mm -hmm. and my wife's freaking out almost yeah. trying to keep sane and, and and joking a little bit where did you say the insurance policy was yeah, right. and i'm sitting out, out there snapping pictures no fear mm -hmm. Well, the hat I had just bought slipped out of my jacket as I'm crawling back and off of the rock, and I couldn't find it. And I looked back, and there it was on the stone. So I had to go back out on the stone to get it. I still had no fear. Mm. You know when the fear set in? When we were there, we were back at our stone cottage that night, safe and warm and snug in our beds. That's when the fear hit, and it was really bizarre. It was at that moment, I'm going, oh, my God. And in my mind, I kept seeing myself going over the side and over the side and over the side. Mm -hmm. wow. Now, that was not a situation where I literally could jump and trust that the universe would take care of me. I sure, think that I would sure. have been dashed upon the rocks. Yes, probably. <laughs> but this whole aspect of being on the edge of a cliff, metaphorically, mm -hmm. and jumping and trusting, that's what you're talking about. It is. It is. And, and I would say that... Um, the more that you're 
in your inner game and realizing and listening from within, then, um, and, and, you're, and you're, there's two things. One of them is the clearer you become, and that is the direction you need to go, right? And also, there, the second thing is, there is there no fear. There's no fear there. Because you're aligned and, you, and you're certain about moving in that direction. And uh, so, as long as you're in that place, and, and you're not just doing it foolishly, certainly, you know, then, um, then everything uh, will be according to plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that a lot of people, for example, and I think we talked about this a little bit uh, in regards to 20, 2008, nine, with the uh, economic downturn, and I think it was more global than it was national. But I think that a lot of people were kind of pushed because thousands of people lost their jobs. They got the pink slip. Mm -hmm. And some of them were introduced to some choices they had never thought of before. Well, because they were employed. Why would I think about other yeah. choices when I'm working? I'm getting yeah. a paycheck. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden, they're not getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? And many mm -hmm. of them, they, that I, I believe there was sort of an entrepreneurial boon that took boom that took place mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh well the same thing is happening now absolutely you know people yes they're out of work my wife was fortunate that she wasn't laid off she was furloughed which yeah. meant that they would be calling her back it's interesting sure. that the turn of a word can change your future yes yeah, right exactly <laughs> you know? huh yes um i want to talk about the man in the mirror mm -hmm. and you talk about um is that a Michael Jackson song? It is actually a Michael Jackson song, and <laughs> I thank kidding. him for the title. It's a great song because it addresses the very thing you're talking about. Sure, it talks absolutely. about that very thing of looking in the mirror at who you are and what mm -hmm. you've become, and is this really the person that you, you want to be? Now, in my case, for example, back in, uh, what was it, 2017? Uh, it was probably March or April. Uh, maybe earlier than needless to say where I actually looked out and said, thank you teacher for teaching me how I don't want to behave. And I was yeah. looking at somebody else, Sure. but I had to remind myself um, when I was mm -hmm. a kid growing up uh, that I was bullied in school. And I've been talking with uh, uh, guests on this program about that issue and saying, but don't you have to be careful that you don't become the monster yeah. that you are wanting to get away from because you really sure. haven't achieved anything when you've done that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used humor as much as I could, but I also used, you know, the flight or fight method. Mm -hmm. Well, I used the flight and I became very good in, uh, in track and field in mm -hmm. school. It was very mm -hmm. good. Got lots of <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. <laughs> But one of the most incredible insights that I was shown that apparently I had done to some degree, and I'm, I want to talk a little bit about this, is one's perception. Um, she was sharing with this, one guest was sharing with me, uh, she deals with uh, uh, grade school, high school students uh, who get bullied. One girl came to her and said, well, this one girl called me an effing bitch. She says, okay, well, let's take a look at the word bitch. What is a bitch? A bitch is a dog. And you like dogs, right? Yeah, I like dogs. And dogs bark. Yeah. And bark is on trees. And you like trees, right? And they give shade and you get to sit under them for a picnic and so on and so forth. 
says, well, if the next time she says that to you, think about that. So she did. And the next time that girl did say that to her, she looked at her, she smiled and said, thank you, and walked away. And what that did to the girl who was picking on her, it was like, wait a minute, what yeah, just happened? What just happened? You took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> this process of self-analysis, of looking in the mirror at self, isn't that part of the process of trying to put, you know, better speaking, a different spin on what we thought had happened? I've found out that I've been wrong about some of my childhood history when I talk to some of my siblings. No, no, that's not how it happened. You know, and, and it's verified by others separately. I have a brother and four sisters. And, the, you know, they're not playing games with me. They say, no, that's not, that's not exactly what happened. And they're the observer, whereas I was involved. Right, right. The observer to me is going to probably tell a little more accurate story. Probably. What about that? I in terms say, of perception. Right. I think that one of the things to keep in mind that there is nothing wrong with us. And I know it seems a, kind of an unusual comment to make, but the reality of it is, is that what we've been taught uh, oftentimes is incorrect information and, and, and incomplete. And that is that, you know, we have to work on ourselves. There's something wrong with us mm. and there's really nothing wrong with us. Um, it's, it's really, because imagine for a moment that, that you, you were doing what you love and, and there's some fulfillment there and, and everything is being, everything is, you're, you're happy. And, and, and I think that oftentimes we think, oh my gosh, there's something psychologically wrong with me. Oh my gosh, we have to, I have to work on myself. But guess what? By focusing on those things, you're actually putting more time and attention into those things. My thought is you focus on your strengths and focus on your strengths because uh, essentially you have skills that I may not be have the strongest skill, but there's strong skills for you. And so if we were to create a common unity or community, every person would be working on their strengths, working within their strengths, and you would see this collaboration happening and this, this systematic mechanisms. And I'm not disregarding you know, uh, psychologists or, or others that, you know, that's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm wanting to do is elevate the conversation to realize there's nothing really wrong with us. If, especially because who we are naturally, uh, imagine for a moment, you're, you're focusing on the internal, the internal of, of listening from within. It, it, are you, are you, is there a problem there? No, there's nothing, there's no problem there really. Okay. It may be something that's we, you know, someone put on us, we put on ourselves, we bought into the idea of, or, you know, we see it a certain way or a perception or something of that nature. But, but my thought is you want what you want to put your time and your intention and your attention on the things uh, that are aligned with who you are. Okay. Um, and um, so when you're looking at the man in the mirror, for instance, and you're, you're, you know, talking about that specific subject, there's, there's always this internal reflection that is, that is aligned and designed to be aligned with who you are as you express that in the world. And I would say that um, the more that we're concentrating on that inner who we are, 
the inner who we are is perfect. The inner, true inner part of who we are is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, so the more that we're concentrating on that, the more that that's just who we are naturally. That's who we become. That's, that's how we live. That's what our, you know, that's the example that we're setting for ourselves and for others. And um, so that's what I would say to your, you know, to the topic of the man in the mirror per se. There's, there's lots of different ways people can see it, say it, experience it. Um, my concentration is more on focusing on your strengths, more focusing on who you are naturally. And, and because the reality of it is that um, imagine the inner, inner part of you was the trunk of the tree. When the trunk of a tree changes, the entire tree changes. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside of the leaves. The entire tree will change. That's why we have, you know, spring, winter, fall, the, the leaves fall off. There's some changes internally. The more that we're, we are living in who we are, the more that, because remember, we're changing constantly anyways from a molecular standpoint. And, and we're always processing each other. There's lots of energies. We're, we're 99.9% uh, space. Um, my thought is to um, reflect and concentrate on who you are and some of the things that I mentioned earlier. That's, and, then, and then be clear about your intentions. There's, there's something that um, I created. It's, it's called your intention, your attention, and your acceptance. So this actually may be a good uh, idea um, thing to bring up. So your intention is your true intention. So for example, you say, um, it, it, this is all a kind of a pre-calculation of identifying within yourself and, and course correcting and self-correcting, right? Your intention is, okay, I want to exercise. Then, okay, great. So then you go to the attention. What's your attention on? Are you eating healthy? Are you exercising and so forth? And then you go to the acceptance. Are you accepting your intention? In other words, are you, are you truly being honest with yourself about what you really want? You know, is that really what you want is to lose weight, for instance, or are you just kind of pretending that that's what you want? So it's kind of a self-checking, concentrated mechanism that's focusing on you and who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the 80s, I went through some uh, programs. One, one of them was LifeSpring, which was a, an outgrowth of EST. Never sure. went through EST myself. I hmm. uh, went through the three levels therein. And their process, if you're at all familiar, is to, of course, uh, in the first three nights, uh, it's usually evening sessions, people are still working, uh, is to kind of break you down. Sure. Uh, and then on the Saturday, uh, they finish that process and then they start to build you Good up, again, sure. recreate you, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, until Sunday afternoon, you are a whole new person, sure. hopefully wanting to continue to participate in this program <laughs> and so forth. <laughs> However, I've been involved in one of these programs in the 90s with my first wife, mm-hmm. uh, where... Um, they didn't do that the first, second, third, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Mm. They did acknowledge, hey, we all got our stuff. Okay. I think one of my favorites uh, quotes from them uh, to the complainers on uh, Wednesday night, as they said, oh, I don't know. I don't want to be here. I, you know, so they said, all right, we'll stop for just a second. You say you don't want to be here. You're lying. Mm. And this is the way that they put it. They said, 
if you didn't want to be here, you wouldn't be here. You'd be somewhere else. Ergo, if uh, the fact that you are here means that you want to be here. Now, that's not terrible logic. I mean, they could walk out the door. Sure. sure so they sure. can make a new choice and a decision. Yes. But nobody left. That's right. They all stayed <laughs> and basically stopped complaining. You know? Because they and, realized. Yeah, some of the programs were tough because you know, you're dealing with self. Yeah. I had a situation myself where, and this is interesting how I didn't take this on because it, it, it didn't bother me. But after I had written in my journal and it was shared with some other person, they made a comment about my uh, block printing, even in my, in my 30s. And that's how I, I, I printed. I, because if I wrote in longhand, you'd never be able to read it. I'm sorry. I should have become a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, I do call me Dr. D, but that's a different kind of doctor. <laughs> and unfortunately, this gal made this comment to the whole group about it that says, you should be longhand and not block. That's, that's like a child. Mm -hmm. And the facilitators, they kind of jumped on her a little bit saying, well, wait a minute. Who are you to tell him how he should write? Mm -hmm. You know? He's trying to share. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, I, like, again, I didn't take offense. It, it didn't because I didn't even think about it in that way that, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of like writing a child, like a child. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I talked to her afterwards and I said, hey, I, under, I, I, I respect your perspective. Okay. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that you shared. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that's part of the process of life is that we're supposed to be sharing. And this goes to, uh, an area of sharing that I want to touch upon a little bit in this process of uh, uh, becoming the best person I can be so that I can be the best person and example for others is the fact that James Redfield in his Celestine prophecies talks about how these, we have these messages that we have to share with other people and we don't know who they are. It's kind of like we talked about earlier in the program about all these different people that we're going to come across. Mm-hmm. And each one of us has messages for the other Completely. to help absolutely. us along. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all connectors for each other. Mm -hmm. And we never and this know. Kind of, yeah. And it's kind of where the one mind comes in, yeah. the single uh, consciousness, if you will. Sure. But as an individual and with the ego, we put up the shields like in Star Trek. Now, you can fire weapons, but you can't transport people in. And you can't let people in via the, uh, uh, the shuttlecraft, okay? Mm -hmm. You've basically created a cocoon where mm -hmm. you're now protecting yourself right. and fending off enemies. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you drop the shields, you become vulnerable. Yeah, people may take a shot across your bow. They might. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a firm believer, and I'm curious about your perspective, in that aspect of the law of attraction that brings these people into your realm, into your personal kingdom, so to speak, uh, to where you're going to make different decisions because they have come in and they've offered you this message that puts a new possibility, a new choice into your mind and into your heart and so forth. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. The, the, my thoughts are that the more that we're in alignment with who we are and the more that we uh, through, uh, excuse me, flow through grace and, and harmony, 
in our lives and we're willing to be there and be present to those things. So for example, let's just use the analogy of breakfast in the morning. I could, you know, stay here and eat breakfast because I have plenty of food or I can move with the flow and the momentum of, you know, what's internally coming to me. Hey, go to Starbucks and, you know, get some coffee or get some breakfast over there instead of sitting here at the house. Mm. So, so basically I'm in that, in that flow. And so therefore that flow may, uh, what's so fascinating about it is that we could drive to Starbucks, for example, and, uh, and sit in our car for just five minutes. Okay. And the reason why we're sitting in our car is just because we feel to just relax in that moment. Okay. I've gotten here. I just want to take a deep breath and relax for just a moment, right? We're not paying attention to why we're just listening. I just feel like I want to just be here in peace. Then in one moment, okay, time to get out. You get out of your car, you walk in, all of a sudden you kind of slow down. There's someone at the door, you let them in the door and everything's just in that momentum. And all of a sudden you get in line and bam, what happens is that individual that you're looking for, your soulmate, your business partner, someone of influence, somebody that you needed to get the message from, or you need to give them a message are there in front of you or behind you. Maybe you're waiting for your coffee, whatever the case would be. However, what's fascinating is if you were simply five minutes before or after that time, you would have never met that person. Mm-hmm. And because you were listening and you were pausing in your car for five minutes, taking a breather, not knowing why, that alignment with you, you know, kind of moving in that flow allowed for them to receive your message or you to receive theirs and or that connection in some way. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, we don't know. We just know. And, and it's sort of a paradox. And that's why we have, I think, that it's necessary for us to take a position of, um, of vulnerability, being willing to put oneself out there. Nothing may happen and something spectacular may happen, something incredible that will transform your life, which is what we want people to do is to transform their lives. Absolutely. Uh, to be the best person that they can be. Absolutely. And that's not to say that they're not the best today. It's like no, what but, you were saying. We're but, okay right now. That's right. We're perfect just who we are at this moment. And so, yeah. and, and just with being the best that you can be, why do we want to be that way is because other people are relying on us to be a good example for them. And one of the questions I have is, Will you be, would you be willing to be a good example for me? Because I need you to be a good example for me in order for me to be the best example for others, right? So this whole conversation is be a good example for yourself. You can be a better example to others. Amazing. How about if we do this? What if you were a good example for yourself so you can be a better example to me? And now because of your example to me, I'm able to become a better example to other people. And so your reach, your influence, your, your ability and decision to be a good example for you is literally through me reached a million people just because of you. But, you know, so many people in our lives, we've heard celebrities or other people say, you know, Mrs. Grant in my elementary school impacted my life and changed the way that I see things. That one person that they remember for all their life 
now made them, you know, so significant or made them allow them to impact other people's lives. That one single person, and most people don't realize that. And I want to uh, just pivot for just a moment because I want to share with you something that keeps coming to mind here. There's an mm-hmm. inner game and there's an outer game. And that inner game is all of this here, for example, of understanding who you are, et cetera. And then there's the outer game of something similar to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, which is, you know, that cliff model, right? And the external part of it is how you express yourself in the world. The more that you're uh, in alignment with who you are, the more that you are present to those uh, steps in the flow, the more you're going to be given your next opportunity or momentum in the world for the betterment of humanity. I want to share, share a quick story. And I don't know if I shared this last time back in 2016. And this goes along with, um, building a sustainable business. Okay. And it's allowed me through this COVID experience to have a sustainable business. And it happened back in 2016. Isn't that interesting? So back Mm -hmm. to 2016 in November, um, uh, just for Christmas, I was doing some coaching. I had about seven or eight clients that were going to pay me a significant amount of money and for a uh, visions vision day that I usually have. And, um, what happened was, this was just before Christmas, in our business, everything dies at Christmas time in coaching and so forth um, because everybody's focusing on Christmas and then the next year and all that. And so what occurred in, in that November, towards the end of November, all of them canceled on me. So I was relying on that income to move me through Christmas, right? And all of them canceled on me. And this was, you know... Uh, almost uh, five figures per person. Mm. And so I was, I, I was looking at this thinking at one time, and this is going to be a good Christmas. And another time I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get paid from because I didn't have a lot of cash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, what ended up happening was, is um, being conscious and knowing that there was a reason for it. I went within to, uh, to understand what was it that I needed to see and hear and understand in order for me to um, be aligned with what uh, my intent, you know, what, what is it that I needed to be aligned with that was going to move me through this so that I can do and be and live who I am in the world. And um, what was interesting is that this business came to my mind and I began to build this business out and, and ended up, focusing all of November, December, and January, and February, becoming an authority in that industry and building a successful business and um, squeaking through, you know, with barely any finances, by the way, just so you know, okay, um, and just getting through it, um, but ended up, you know, since that time, having hundreds of clients and so on, and, uh, and it being hugely successful and so forth. And so the, the point I'm making in that conversation is that by listening by being a good example, by, you know, moving with that flow, by being conscious of what next level and what's, you know, what's next for you internally, it also is going to give you clarity if you're willing to hear and to uh, discern what that, what that is with that and by getting out of your own way. Because in that moment, it was a very, it was a humbling, you know, moment in which you just, you know, you're concentrating on, um, what is it that I need to see in order for me to be? 
And that, that you know, presence, that powerful question allowed for there to be clarity in my own mind. And there, then I began to take um, steps in order to achieve that. And um, so I wanted to just kind of give that story based upon from the inner to the outer and how that's how building that sustainable business has literally um, it's even gotten busier actually during this COVID model um, and uh, and how it's led to uh, allowing me to uh, to have something based upon listening. Does that uh, make you feel like you're in the right place at the right time in spite of everything that's going on around you mm -hmm. because you made a decision that took you one direction and then you had to make another decision and so on and so forth. And in that, in that aspect that you brought up at the beginning of the program about making decisions and going down the divergent paths. Uh, Cause I've felt that way most of my life. That's not to say that, uh, yeah, I've, had, I've got a divorce in my life. Yes, I've been laid off. I was laid off four times from, mm. a jo from jobs in, 20, in 2000, okay? Mm. Four times. The mm. first two times I did go to the unemployment office and I did file. Mm. And then when the third time came, I'm going, uh, no, nah, that's a waste of time because it seems like when I go to file for unemployment within two weeks, mm. I get a job, so I get no check for unemployment. <laughs> so why bother? Why waste the energy? What about you? Did that, does that give you any sense of I'm following the right path uh, and so forth? I'm, I'm in the right place at the right time. My thought is that when – that never enters my mind, by the way. Oh. That never enters my mind. And, and, I, and I, I believe the reason is that that's how I live all the time. And mm – -hmm. And I believe that it's in your intention that, you know, is, is how you exist. And therefore, it's, it's more about uh, being in that place. And it's not being humble and, and, and reverent and so on. But in, in order to really be in that place, it's, it's not new to you. It's not like some, you know aha per se it's 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 simply being present it's like when you're doing what you love you're you feel f alive and fulfilled mm -hmm. right so you're it's not about you're not thinking about you know this happened or that happened and so on and so forth you're grateful and humble and reverent but the when you're doing it every moment of your day and that's what i encourage you to do and people to do um then it allows for that every moment to be more conscious and to be more grateful and to be able to realize, I mean, excuse me, able to um, realize that you are uh, in alignment with, with that which you are based upon your intentions. See, it's not going to be, it's not like you're, you're saying this is just coming to me because, you know, um, it's luck right? It's your intentions mm -hmm. are what is, you know, your intentions are what's keeping you aligned with who you are. And that's, that's where I go uh, talk about uh, when you, when your intention is so strong, nothing is going to get in the way. When you have, when your intention is so strong that your intention is designed for every moment to be conscious of your, 
your focus of your conversations with yourself, with others, with how you're saying and doing things, how you're ex expressing yourself and realizing that you have a conscious responsibility for others and to others, then, then every moment that's a way of life, right? It's a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and, when we get to that place, we are so much more uh, able to serve others in, in the way that they need the support and encouragement and so forth. Uh, and knowing thyself I, is so, uh, you know, it's what we're talking about here in 2020, the year of perfect vision to get people to, you know, spend time, as I said, with the most important person in your life. And that's you. Yeah, you are the most important person in your life. And I realize that they're going to be say, well, well, what about my wife? And what about my husband? And what about my children? I said, well, that's wonderful. They're important in your outer life. But the most important person in your inner life is you. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you what's interesting about that. While you're saying that, what come, here's one thought, you know, one thing that I'll share with you on that subject mm -hmm. is that, and we don't realize this, even though it may, it seems like it would be common knowledge. We don't realize it is that, each one of us, even though we're talking right now, we're living in two different worlds. In other words, we're seeing things totally different. Even during, even if we have a, a similar conversation, here's just one simple reason. Because I'm looking at something right now that you cannot see. And you're looking at something in front of you that I can't see. Those are two different ways of seeing something altogether. Yeah. There's just by this mere fact, like there's people in, there's people snowing right now. I mean, skiing right now in the snow and they're having a whole other experience. They could be, you know, there's, we all have, that's where those decisions, it's really so refined, right? Mm -hmm. You could be, you could be a, a little bug on, on a tree and then, and then another bug can be on the same tree, but in a different part of the tree. And there's two different worlds. There's two different, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And none of those worlds, none of those perspectives are wrong. No, no. they're not right. No, they're not good. They're not bad. They just are. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's where we're trying to get people to understand. I remember uh, doing a little uh, biblical uh, defining of words uh, there was a passage in the new testament in the gospels uh, where he uh, jesus says to uh, his disciples be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect and i thought about that for a long time now certainly i did go to my concordance to try to help but what i processed from what i understood from the old testament as well as the rest of the new Okay, perfect. Be perfect even as your Father in heaven. Okay, so God is neither good nor bad. God's not white or black. God's not right or wrong. God's not left or right. And it says in the Old Testament, I am that I am. Okay, so if God is none of those dualistic aspects, that must mean to be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect is just to be just to be sure. and it was like wow that's what it means to be perfect and and and, mm -hmm. and you don't have to justify it to anybody else mm -hmm. 
And that's something that has stayed with me ever since that all I have to do is be. And if I get in touch with uh, my life's purpose, which as you say, we all, we all know what it is. It's just a question of being in touch with it. Man, what a world. I've been through divorce. I've been through bankruptcy. I've been through uh, different things of this nature. I had to be evacuated during a fire. And those are just events that have taken place. The evacuation, I looked at as a staycation. I'm never, I'm never going to stay at any of these hotels that are giving me a special rate while I'm evacuated during a, a wildfire. Sure. Hey, this is, this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that sure. type of stuff. Yeah. Um, just changing and that, that change of perspective on that. Um, it's hard to share that with other people because they're, they're in their own mindsets. They're, they're in their own outer game, I guess, or inner game, as you talked about. So look at this here. So even this right here is B, a good example for yourself. So you can be a better example to others. Yeah, B, absolutely. <laughs> That's a great place to, uh, uh, to uh, conclude our class, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Lord has been my guest. And uh, I have to tell you, this is really, this is some great stuff. Um, I, I really hope people will go to KennethLord.com. We're going to be linked, of course, as, as always, to your website uh, with this interview. And we encourage people to go to the, the podcast for the full interview because uh, there's, there's just so much. And go to the website of KennethLord.com to find info. out more. .info. KennethLord.info. Uh, I'm sorry, say again? KennethLord.info. I beg your pardon. Well... <laughs> then I will correct that. KennethLord.info. KennethLord.info is the website. We want you to go there. We want you to find out more about Kenneth and about the work that he's doing uh, and um, get excited about your life. Yeah, I realize that maybe you're stuck at home because they told you to stay home or you don't want to go out because you're afraid to go out. I get that. And you don't have to, but you don't have to just sit there and sort of vegetate unless of course that's what you want to do and i'm not taking any choices away from you <laughs> but if you want more out of your life see i'm not going to infringe on someone's constitutional right to vegetate <laughs> you have the right to do that okay but i'm saying what if you made a different decision as einstein said i quoted this before and i do it in many interviews he said about the definition of insanity it's doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result Gee, what would happen if you made a different decision? And it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to move to Alaska or shave your head, you know, or, or anything of that nature. It could just be a little thing. And I would bet you, uh, Kenneth, sometimes it's those little things, those little decisions, just a slight maneuver mm -hmm. that can make all the difference in their world. Yeah, it's actually, that's exactly what it is. It's those little decisions, because those little decisions, in essence, if you looked at the whole picture, they give you the opportunity to have, like you said, you know, the choice to actually make the bigger decisions. Because if you, if one doesn't make, if one didn't make certain smaller, smaller decisions, for example, it may not have led them to have the opportunity for the larger decisions yeah. that we may or may not even know about. KennethLord.info is the website. Uh, words are very powerful 
But I'm thinking thoughts are even more powerful when we start thinking about what do I really want? And if I can get in touch with my life's purpose, what do I really want? And how can I accomplish that? And uh, I think Ken, Kenneth can help you out to do that. KennethLord.info is the website. We encourage you to go there. And uh, we want to thank you again for giving us so much time here on the program. And uh, have you back again maybe after the first of the year to, to see where we are sure. and to see if anything's changed in your model. It's changed in your strategy and your protocol yeah. as far as creating leaders, uh, coaching people and so forth, uh, because uh, you and I would probably agree that we don't have all the information and what we have is not the be all and end all. It's the beginning of the beginning. There's so much knowledge and information to to um, attain within, you know, and um, and the number one place to go is from within. And having others as a mentor or a guide to you know move us forward is so important and so necessary um, during those times that we need in our lives, and whatever that may look like. I got to tell you, it's exciting, and and the future is still to me just as exciting because of the possible opportunities that are out there. Yeah. Some of them we haven't even, we haven't even thought of yet. And I thank sure. you again for joining us. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you very much. And I'm excited to, uh, to see you again. And uh, yes, I'd, I'd love to be back again and, um, and uh, excited to see what's next for all the people that are listening. Thanks again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast podcast, love to lull.